Hello, welcome to the Rankings Podcast and Answers the Age Old Question. What's the best bad movie? I'm Danny Weiser, and with me as always is my co-host and the national treasure to my hot rod. It's Ty McCowan. What's up, man? What's up? Hey, you know what? I'm I'm fine with that. National treasure is amazing. I mean, yeah. Benjamin Franklin Gates is a hero of mine. Uh, as I stated in our crimes we'd want to commit, I do want to steal the Declaration of Independence. So. Yeah, yeah, I think you'd be good with that one. I tried to find it was I, I had a hard time trying to think of this opening comparison because I was like, it's just we're talking about like movies that aren't very good. That like, what do I do? It's like, oh, these are two of the two movies that we both love. <laughs> like, we both love National Treasure and Hot Rod. Yeah, uh, but critics don't because critics are all stupid. Um, yeah, <laughs> every every single movie critic, if you are able to write into Rotten Tomatoes and be counted as a critic, you're dumb. Looking at you, mad about movies, guys. Um, no, just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we obviously this week we're talking we're talking about bad movies that we love, but we had some rules. Ty, do you want to run us through those? Yeah, so um, we didn't go by Rotten Tomatoes just because there's just like again they suck. They just yeah. Suck. There's just so many good movies on there, like actual good movies that are that are rotten. And I think we wanted to make a list of bad movies that we love. Because, like, if we were going by Rotten Tomatoes, Night's Tale would probably be both of our number ones, which is crazy yeah. that it's it's rotten. But instead, we went by a letterbox score. And if it was under a 3.0, which is kind of our measurement of a – that's the bare minimum for a good movie is a 3.0 average um, – so anything below that three O average on Letterboxd, then that is uh, that counts for our our list. Yeah, yeah. We you and I kind of both have defaulted to using Letterboxd as our like base for judging how good a movie yeah. actually is. That Letterboxd score carries a lot more weight than Rotten Tomatoes for us these days. For sure, absolutely. So, all right. Well, uh, no point in beating around the bush. Why don't we just get right into it? Tie your list A this week. So let's hear your honorable mentions. Yeah, um, so just to get this out of the way, I'm probably going to have some not on my list that are going to be on yours. Um, I kind of decided to – I didn't want to just put a bunch of 2.9, 2.8 movies on my list. I kind of wanted to spread it out, so I gave myself a limit with how many 2.9s I could put on my list. And it was just two. I only have two 2.9s and one – or two 2.8s. And then also – movies that I think are actually good movies that just get a bad rap, which is like every childhood movie. For some reason, any childhood movie that came out when we were kids is considered a bad movie, which is ridiculous. So I didn't really include a lot of those. Um, But yeah, okay, I'll get started with my honorable mentions. First one up is Freaks of Nature. Um, That's a newer movie um, that came out. Uh, It has uh, the tall guy from... uh, here, hold on, let me look it up. It's it's honestly no one famous is in it except for Selena Gomez, I think. Um, and she's, like, barely in it. Uh, but it's just this movie about this high school that consists of humans, vampires, and zombies. And they all have to band together to fight off an alien attack. <laughs> so there's, like, a lot of stuff going on in this. Um Nicholas Braun, the guy from Sky High, the glow guy, okay. is in yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, he's hilarious. Um, but it's just fun. It's kind of a fun high school movie that is also very stupid. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> I like it a lot. There's really not, I don't think there's anything bad, like 
like you're not gonna be rolling your eyes all the time, but it definitely is not like a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Sky High was one that I desperately wanted to put on this list. It's sitting right at 3.0. Yeah. Just barely <laughs> ineligible for these lists. Um, okay, my second honorable mention is Van Helsing, starring uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, this is not his last time that he's going to appear on my list. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just a fun movie. I just like the like lore of Van Helsing, you know, fighting vampires and werewolves and and creatures and stuff like that. I think it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hugh Jackman is, does a really good job at just playing a vampire hunter. But yeah, it's just like a fun <laughs> lore movie. Uh, is that but the one yeah. with Kate Beckinsale in it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's good. Um, and then my third honorable mention is Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. This is like, yeah, dude. <laughs> this was like my Power Rangers movie. It's sitting yeah. at a... It's sitting at a hot 2.1 average on the letterbox <laughs> right now. It's, it's so bad, but I loved it as a kid, uh, man. But this is like my go-to Power Rangers movie. I love this movie <laughs> so much. <laughs> Gosh, I forgot that movie existed. I watched the crap out of that as a kid. Yeah. I Like, so much so, I used to go straight to my grandparents after school every day, and I yeah. would just, like, watch TV there for a little bit before I'd head home, head home because they live next door. And I left my VHS copy of Turbo Power Rangers movie at my grandpa's house and would watch it, like, every day for, like, a whole <laughs> week. It was, like, a lot. I watched the movie so much. It's so bad. <laughs> it is very bad. I think it's my lo- yeah, it's my lowest rated movie on my list. At two point one, two point one. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's not very good. All right, cool. Um, I I'll preface my list by saying there's maybe two movies on here that I think are good movies. Actually, <laughs> uh, the rest I I know and understand are bad, but I like for whatever reason. So uh, before I just get the crap kicked out of me online. <laughs> Our listener, who you think that movie's good? No, I don't think it's good, but I do enjoy it. So go over it. Uh, all right, my my first honorable mention is another. It's kind of like the the Turbo Power Rangers movie for you. Like loved it as a kid. Not a good movie. Do not care. It's Three Ninjas from nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Uh, currently sitting at two point six on Letterboxd. Each year, three brothers visit their grandfather for the summer. He's a highly skilled. He is highly skilled in ninjutsu, and for years, he has trained the boys in his techniques. It's just pure fun. Like it's super goofy and cheesy and corny and over the top nineties. Um, absolutely, one of my mo- most watched movies as a kid. Criminally underappreciated <laughs> it, by people our age. Like more people. <laughs> around our age, late 20s, early 30s, should have seen this movie and should love this movie. It's so good. I loved it. I have a buddy who has a Three Ninjas skateboard. Oh, that's so sick, dude. (laughs) Now that you mention that, I want to buy like a Three Ninjas print to hang up. I love that movie. Few movies in my childhood were more formative for me. Like, it's the reason I started karate. I got all the way (laughs) to Black Belt before I quit. I did karate basically my whole childhood, and it, like 80% of it is because Three Ninjas existed. <laughs> uh, okay, my next one is Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Nice. <laughs> 2020, currently sitting at 2.8 on Letterboxd. When aspiring musicians Lars and Sigrid are given the opportunity to represent their country at the world's biggest song competition, they finally have a chance to prove that any dream worth having is a dream worth fighting for. Uh, This one stars Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. 
this movie's bad. Like it's it's not good. I don't think anyone's gonna like actually say that it's a really like well thought out, well made, well acted movie. But it's so fun, dude. And it's <laughs> supposed to be like it's supposed to be just goofy, over the top, cheesy fun. Um, the songs are goofy, but like Eurovision, it it itself is also pretty goofy. So like it, I think it fits. Um, the critical reception reception is like deserved but it's it's fun enough it deserves at least an honorable mention for me because this is a comfort food type movie you go back to when you're in a bad mood type the the only parts i liked about that movie was the uh the final song and then uh when they were making fun of the americans i thought that was hilarious (laughs) it's like it's what i know that it's bad and like I'm never going to defend it to people that think it sucks because it does suck. And I don't care, man. I have a great time. I just think I watch that movie. The whole idea of the actual Eurovision song contest just blows my mind. I love it. Because people have to sing the same song throughout this contest. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would get so tired of that. <laughs> it's in and of itself, it's just the goofiest thing ever. And I love it so much, dude. Um, yeah. Okay. My my final honorable mention, another movie that it's bad, dude. Like, it's not good, but for some reason I have a blast with this one. It's 2019's Charlie's Angels. Oh, nice. Currently sitting at nice. 2.7 on Letterboxd. When a young systems engineer blows the whistle on a dangerous technology, Charlie's Angels are called into action, putting their lives on the line to protect us all. This one stars Kristen Stewart, Naomi Scott, and Ella Belinska. Um very bad very very bad movie not a good one um it's not a movie that anyone asked for like or really wanted like no one was pining for another charlie's angels uh reboot because this is like the third version i think that that we've gotten uh but it's fun like it's a good time um it also suffers it came out in november i think for some reason which is just silly because it's a summer movie like it's a kind of a perfect summer stupid action movie they were shooting for the oscars Oscars (laughs) yeah they like the filmmakers were way too serious about if you had if they had just let it be cheesy and goofy over the top fun action movie it would have been so much more well received but they like they thought they did something here and they did not did something like it's it's bad but like kristen stewart finally got a chance to show that she's funny and I loved her. And you know me; I'm a Kristen Stewart apologist, and will be forever. Um, and this is the one that I get to point to: is like, dude, she's actually like pretty funny and has personality. I, I really enjoy her in this. Yeah, I think it, this movie is going to win it for you because our guest was super hype on this movie when it came out in the Mad About really? Movies Discord. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I have so much fun. I like; I'm an ardent uh, apologist about the 2019 Charlie's Angels. Uh, on the Mad About Movies Discord. I'll defend it to the grave, and I don't care. Yeah. All right, your number 10. Yeah, my number 10 is The Sitter. Um, it's a Jonah Hill comedy where he has to babysit three ridiculous kids. It's sitting at a 2.4 on Letterboxd right now, but I think this is Jonah Hill's most underrated movie. I think this is like actually a good comedy. It's a very dumb comedy, Um but it's hilarious, and it's got you know Jonah Hill and Sam Rockwell and um, uh, JB Smoove. Uh, it's kind of got a pretty ridiculous cast for like a low budget comedy, but um, it's pretty good. It, it's definitely like a okay. It's midnight. I can't go to sleep. 
uh, yeah. I'm going to just throw this on and, and laugh. I have seen this movie. I do it's know for hilarious. a fact I've seen it. I remember nothing about it. It's so this funny. Is <laughs> one of the more... And, and I, it, that might not even be a criticism because I might have just been half-assed paying attention while watching it. But I literally, I know for a fact I've seen it. Don't remember a single thing about the plot or a single scene or anything that happened. In you you got to watch it. The soundtrack is also banging, too. The soundtrack is so good. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll give it another shot. All right. On to my list. My number 10 is, gosh, this movie is such a joke. Uh, it's Armageddon. For 1998. I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, babe. Oh, gosh. What a... Gosh. They just... They did not accomplish what they meant to accomplish (laughs) with this movie. Dang. Danny pulling out the Criterion movie for for his bad movie list. uh, Yeah, hold on. I'll I'll get there. Let me get through the whole spiel. Uh, Currently sitting at 2.9, so just barely made the cut. After discovering that an asteroid the size of Texas is going to impact Earth in less than a month, NASA recruits a misfit team of deep core drillers to save the planet. This one stars Bruce Willis, Billy Bob Thornton, Ben Affleck, and just a whole bunch of others. Um, Yeah, this movie is part of the Criterion Collection. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like... As this is the one that you get to point to if you're ever just like, hey, what is Criterion doing? What is their deal? Like, what's their thing? Is it good movies? Is it classic movies? Do you or appreciate film? Watch Seven Samurai, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, and Armageddon. <laughs> and Armageddon. <laughs> uh, it's just... Like, this movie is so overly cheesy and weird, but that stuff is why it's on this list for me. It's why I enjoy watching it. Um, like it's just filled with stupid one-liners from Steve Buscemi and Owen Wilson. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot I really Owen enjoy. Wilson's. In that. Yeah, <laughs> Owen Wilson's super funny in this too. Like I really like Owen Wilson in this. Um, the whole romance between Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler like so comes stupid. off as cheesy and stupid and weird and not like heartfelt like you're like they want it to. It's a very bad movie. Like this movie sucks on ice, and like I very much understand that. It's too long. They think it's like a life changing, like one of the best movies. It's not. It's it's bad. I have so much fun with it, dude. But I, it's one of those movies that you like really love to laugh at when you're not supposed to laugh at it, type yeah. thing. Um, I have a blast with it. Yeah, that is a that's a movie. That's for sure. It is a movie. It sucks, dude. <laughs> it's so stupid and bad, and I have a great time with it. Oh man! Like just, I just common sense. You're you're going to freaking space. Teach astronauts how to drill. It's not. There's no chance that drilling is as hard as going into space. It's not a thing. <laughs> so dumb. Just the whole premise of the movie is so stupid. <laughs> okay, uh, my number nine um, is the 2005 Fantastic Four movie. Uh, sitting at a two point three. Oh, what? The original. Oh, the Jessica Alba one? The Jessica Alba, um, <laughs> uh, Chris Evans. Gosh, and then, why can't they make a good Fantastic Four movie? It's such a cool idea. All these movies suck. I I like this one. I, mean, <laughs> I love so bad, but one. I get it. It's a fun one. I love this one, and then I love the follow-up one with Silver Surfer. I thought it was so cool. I, I mean, I have not seen it in a long time, but I remember loving it. Um not the last superhero movie that's going to be on my list. Um, but yeah, I just love Fantastic Four. It was so fun. Um, 
and I was already in a like superhero, big superhero mode. I was like, oh my gosh, I was like eight maybe when this came out, or now I was like eleven. So, I mean, yeah. this was like geared right towards me. I loved it right. so much. Yeah, this is one that I, I feel like on a on a rewatch as a man in your mid to late twenties, it may not hold up quite <laughs> as much, but it is a good time. I, I I'll stand by that. I love this Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Also, just me and me and my nice. friends in middle school, just because we were idiot middle schoolers, would just walk around the middle school just going "Flame on!" just as loud as we could <laughs> <laughs> around the hallways, just to piss teachers off. <laughs> oh, you should have been bullied more. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number nine is "The Day After Tomorrow" from oh, 2004. Okay. Yeah. Currently sitting at two point eight on Letterboxd. Jack Hall, a paleoclimatologist, Ooh, hey, I, I didn't even stumble once through that word, nice, um, must make a daring trek from Washington, D.C. to New York City to reach his son, trapped in the crosshairs of a sudden international storm which plunges the planet into a new ice age. This one stars Dennis Quaid, Jake Gyllenhaal, Emmy Rossum, and a whole bunch of other folks. Um, this movie is one of my freshman biology teachers go to, like, I don't feel like teaching today, so let's throw on a movie picks. We watched this like three times my freshman year in high well, school. It is very scientifically accurate. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's science, baby. Um, it's so like, it's so stupidly over the top and like weird and cheesy and just like a, like every stereotype you can think of from a disaster movie just kind of all rolled into one. And it's just, it's also just like still sort of exciting and enjoyable. It's just the classic Roland Emmerich joint. Like all the yeah. movies he makes have this vibe. That's like, mm, are you sure? Is that you're really, you're acting like this science holds up and it super doesn't, but, <laughs> um, but that's kind of Roland Emmerich's whole thing. And uh, it's, it's fun. Like I have a great time with this one. Yeah. Uh that's interesting, man. So are all yours just 2.8, 2.9? Um, a lot. Oh of, yeah, most of them. I'll say almost at- all of them except for I have two, I have one I have one that's really low. God, man. One of my one of my top 3 picks. Always is getting on low. me for not being creative. How how the turntables tie. <laughs> I I watch a small fraction of the movies that you watch. I had a much smaller pool than you did. I figured you here. would watch need more. To get off my butt. I figured you would watch more bad movies than I would watch bad movies. Just because I, you don't watch anything made after. I watch a higher percentage of bad movies than you do, but you watch such an incredibly <laughs> large amount of movies more than I do that you still end up watching more bad movies than me. Just because of the insane <laughs> amount of movies that you watch. Like I watch like two movies a week probably, and you're like three a day. So <laughs> that's just what I do, man. The 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 things I do for this podcast. Uh, <laughs> what do you what do you mean for this podcast? Uh, okay, my number eight. You secure an empty building. <laughs> I would watch movies all the time too if I secured an empty building. It's such a perfect job. I'm jealous. <laughs> my number eight is Game Over Man, uh, which it's at a 2.3 on Letterboxd. This is the Netflix movie with the Workaholics guys. Oh, yeah, that's uh, nice one. It's, it's just a Workaholics episode that's an hour and a half long. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it is so funny. It's, uh, so they all work for this hotel, and then terrorists take over the hotel, and they're, like, the only people that can save 
everyone in the hotel, and it's just, I mean, it's literally Wait. just a workaholics episode. <laughs> Wait, you just described Paul Blart, I think. <laughs> no, Paul Blart's a mall cop, not a hotel oh, cop. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, yeah, you're right, dude. I that's just des- like, yeah. By the way, I just described Die Hard, but you haven't seen it, so you have no yeah. idea what yeah, I did add that to my letterbox. I started making a letterbox watch list finally. So, uh, congratulations! Diehard did make my watch list. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just for me. It, it's a workaholics, a two-hour workaholics episode. Uh, that's just diehard, and it's got great cameos. Uh, you know, DJ Khaled, uh, Action Bronson, <laughs> Shaggy, um, Steve-O, uh, uh, and, and Chris A-listers. Pontius. <laughs> It is the the cameos are definitely not A list cameos, but they are the (laughs) best cameos I've ever seen in a movie in my entire (laughs) life. Uh, But yeah, it's hilarious because like if you like workaholics, you'll love this movie. Um, It's so funny, and they definitely set it up to be a sequel at the end, so Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting what they do next. Or if you like Paul Blart, you'll like this one because it's the I, same I don't, thing. I don't think so. It's very that dog, different. That's the plot of Paul Blart, except it's in a mall, not a hotel. It's very different. It's it's the plot of every movie. There, do you know how many <laughs> movies are? These are yeah, the only it's people way that can save. To compare it to Paul Blart. That's what makes it funny. You're dumb. All right, uh, yep. but yeah, game over, man. It's nice. it, if you like workaholics, listeners, you got to watch this movie. It's on Netflix. All right, cool. My number eight childhood classic for us and i hope that you agree with me on this it's 2001's spy kids this one is currently sitting at a 2.8 on letterboxd but it's like 93 percent on rotten tomatoes which is just bananas if you think about this movie um using high-tech gadgets two kids have to save their reactivated spy parents when they're taken by an evil high-tech enemy this one stars Alexa Vega, Daryl Sabara, Antonio Banderas, and Carlo Gugino. Um, if you're in your late 20s to mid 30s and you didn't love Spy Kids growing up, you're a fool <laughs> and you were a weird kid and I don't really want to talk to you very much. This movie ruled as a kid. It's also like sort of terrifying. Like, Do you remember the thumb guys? Yeah, I wasn't that scared of it. But The thumb guys were the creepiest <laughs> things in the entire world for me for some reason. Uh, but like the the be- this movie was so like imaginative and like the CG was just awful. Like all of the VFX oh, for this so movie bad. was so bad. It looks like um, it looks like you know those like Sin City movies. Yeah, it's like it's like a kids version of a Sin yeah. City movie. Yeah, yeah. I just I can't imagine watching it now as an adult. There's no chance that this movie holds up and is still like what I remember, but the version of this movie that I have in my head that I remember from being like a 12 year old watching this movie is perfect. It's the best movie of all time. Um, I remember there was like some line in it where the older sister's like, Holy shiitake mushrooms. Instead of like actually saying it. And, and I went, I got, I got so much trouble with my mom. Cause I would walk around the house saying that. <laughs> so stupid man i just yeah if you don't have like the thickest nostalgia goggles possible on when you watch this movie there's no chance it's even decent but i don't care dude when it was when i was a kid is the best movie of all time this movie had the best uh kids meal toys from mcdonald's yeah yeah Yeah, dude because they were all like little spy gadget plastic things yeah, yeah this movie had the best ones this and and uh atlantis the lost empire heck yeah 
Yep. Those two had the those best two. McDonald's kids meals toys. Heck yeah. Man, it's freaking spy kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your next one? Uh, my next one, uh, number seven, is John Carter. Sitting at 2.6, this is uh, Timmy Riggins' first big movie <laughs> after Friday Night Lights. Uh, I'm pretty sure this movie lost more money at the box office than any other movie ever, which is, like, nice. crazy. Like, you have to, like, tr- really try to do that. Um, I don't know what released on – I mean, something had to have released on the same weekend, like – I don't know, like The Dark Knight or something like that. Like, right. there had to be some big movie that released the same weekend. But I, I think this is a good movie. I don't think it was a bad movie. The The CGI really holds up. The story is is awesome. I think, you know, Tim Riggins, I think they did a really, well, a really good job of making him a lead actor by not giving him a lot of lines. He didn't really have to carry the movie. <laughs> yeah, I have a hard time seeing that dude leading a, a movie. Like he this. can only lead, like, a 30-minute a TV episode. Yeah. Like, that's that's all he can do. But um, he didn't really talk a lot. It was, like, all action. Uh, but, yeah, it was a really interesting story. It's, you know, a guy in the – it's, like, post, like, directly after the Civil War, this guy, like, finds a portal to Mars and – just transports to mars and his body still stays on earth but it doesn't i don't i don't know how that how it works but um you're doing a terrible job so like this movie it's so dumb it's it's like asking like it is it's not as complicated as dune but if you ask me to explain dune it like i would still have trouble explaining (laughs) anything that happened but john carter is awesome it's so good there's some funny parts in it um yeah you should definitely check it out it's a great action action uh like blockbuster that just lost all of its money (laughs) it's it's so funny i've like as long as this movie's been out i've heard that it's just the absolute stupidest movie ever until like the last six months i've heard both you and brian gill from mad about movies talk about how this movie's really good i I I like it what to think anymore now see i don't know if it's a good movie but i like it a lot uh there's yeah but uh, it's uh there's a good chance that like if someone watched this and was like, "This is a bad movie," I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you." Yeah, it's not, yeah, but um, I I enjoy it, so I don't know what that says about it. <laughs> yeah, I could see this one being fun. I'll watch it. Yeah. All right, we're going into a string. I think my next four movies are all two point nine. Uh, really going oh, for the win. Wow, here. dude, really risked uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> I my number seven is Hitch from two thousand five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a smooth-talking man falls for a hardened columnist while helping a shy accountant woo a beautiful heiress. This one stars Will Smith, Eva Mendez, and Kevin James. Will Smith is just so charming and funny in this movie. Like, he is, like, pretty close to peak Will Smith in this movie. Like, everything you love about Will Smith, he is in, in Hitch, I think. Well, he, um, doesn't, he doesn't punch an alien in the face, so you don't get true. the full Will Smith experience. That's a good point. Yeah, this is the tail end of peak Will Will, Will Smith's peak lasted like eight years, and uh, this is like the tail end <laughs> of it here, I think. Um, this is like, it story-wise, it's a pretty standard rom-com. Like, there's nothing overly exciting or innovative about the story, but it's good. I think it's a good rom-com. I think it's funny, and like, there are lots of cheesy, goofy, quotable moments, and like, I've, I very much get the criticisms, but for like what it is which is a standard cheesy, funny, cutesy rom-com. 
it's pretty good. I really like this one. I'll watch Hitch a lot. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I never really. I mean, I didn't hate this movie at all, but like, I was never really like. Oh, I really like Hitch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not showing up on my favorite rom coms of all time lists or anything. Which, by the way, future episode probably. <laughs> um, it's probably not showing up on that list. But it's fun. I'm not mad at it. I, yeah. I don't think it deserves the criticism, like a lot of the criticism that it gets. What is it? It's a 2.9, right? Yeah, it's pretty nah, close. I don't feel sorry for it. And like a week, it'll probably yeah. be a 3.0. Uh, yeah, I, I mostly mean the like, uh, like critical, like actual, like movie critic, like nah. tomato. Yeah, but they're idiots. They're. Like I mean, the majority of those people are just dumb. Yeah, looking at you, mad about movies, fellas. <laughs> the majority of movie critics in this country are comparing every movie to like Citizen Kane and yeah, and The Godfather, which Hitch is not trying to be the greatest movie yeah. of all time. It's just trying to be a fun little cutesy <laughs> rom com. Just let yeah. it be that. Yeah. Uh, okay, my number six is Waterworld, sitting at a <laughs> two point seven. This is okay. Are you so, listening, Ellen? For those of you that don't know, this movie is like Mad Max Fury Road, but if the entire world was encompassed in water <laughs> instead of uh, desert. But this movie is so bad. Like, this is a terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> yeah. But, like, if the rebooted version, like, or if Waterworld 2 came out tomorrow, I would, I would leave this podcast right now to go sit in line to be the first one sitting down <laughs> in the theater. I, I absolutely had so much fun. I mean, it's just so bad that I had so much fun. I want this to be rebooted. Like, this is, like, such a, like, could you imagine, like, this, but, like, Michael B. Jordan as, hey, like... Uh, I need you to save this, because we're definitely doing an episode <laughs> of We Should Watch a Movie on this at some point, and we're going to have to recast it, and you just took my recast, so... Michael B. Jordan is my recast for any action movie. Yeah, same. Like, Honestly, seriously, like, almost think of, movies. like, every action movie that came out in the 80s and then put Michael B. Jordan in the main character's role, and it's a better movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that is that is uh, my number six. Uh, Waterworld. Oh, man. I cannot wait for the We Should Watch a Movie episode <laughs> on that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be my favorite episode ever. We're going to have to make merch, but just for us. All right. Uh, my number six... Is Thor from 2011. Oh, okay. Um, also sitting at a 2.9. The powerful but arrogant god Thor is cast out of Asgard to live amongst humans in Midgard, a.k.a. Earth, where he soon becomes one of their finest defenders. This one stars Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Anthony Hopkins, and then some MCU people are kind of scattered in here and there. Um, is it good when you compare it to the rest of the mcu no absolutely not i think uh, i have this one sitting at 19th i think in my mcu rankings but is it good when you compare it to like all other movies yeah like it's still it's a perfectly fine mcu movie um, it's still fun and it's still pretty good and chris hemsworth great is great they didn't quite know what they were doing with this character yet but it's still a like pretty standard pretty okay marvel movie which means it's pretty good compared to your regular old everyday movie uh yeah it's i mean i don't understand why this is a 2.9 at all um but also like people are rating it when compared to like black panther like when you compare it to black panther this movie sucks on ice and it's gonna it's a good two but when you compare it to every other movie it's fine but also, I kind of understand it because I hate going back to this movie because of that one actress. Uh, 
who plays like Natalie Portman's assistant. Yeah, you, like I watched this movie you were and I'm well like, documented as hating Kat Dennings. I'll I watch this movie. And I'm like, oh yeah, they they hired a really bad actress. Maybe people don't like the movie because of that. Uh, but yeah, that <laughs> I don't understand how Kat Dennings continues to get roles in in movies and TV shows because she's not good at her job. Uh, <laughs> I think you have a vendetta against this one. She's just like not like she's not good. Um, okay, uh, my number five is X-Men Last Stand. Uh, this is the, the third movie in the original X-Men live-action series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, this has a 2.5 rating on Letterboxd, which is ridiculous, because I remember going to see this movie in theaters with my dad and just being blown away by how awesome <laughs> it was. It, it was so freaking good. Um, I mean, how, how do you rate... Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, like any movie where he's Wolverine, and you also have Professor X and Magneto. How does that movie get under three point zero? I don't, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I think this is like, yeah, probably it's probably not a good movie. I'm a really big X Men fan, so <laughs> it's probably not a good movie. But I love this. I think it's so good. It makes me cry every time I watch it. Uh, I don't right. want to ruin the ending. I'll ruin the ending. I mean. Wolverine straight up killed Jean Grey in the love of his life. I mean, gosh, tears every time. Yeah. I don't remember this one. I know I've seen it. I, I can't differentiate this one from any other X-Men movie that I've seen, I don't think. This is the one. Like, I can't the, think of anything that stands out about this, this one. This is the only know. one that has uh, Angel, the, the mutant with the wings. Oh. That usually makes it stand out for people. And it has the kid that, like, anyone who gets around him, they lose their powers. Uh, yeah, see, it must have been a long time. I don't remember that dude. I remember Angel. I yeah, yeah. I remember that dude. This is the all. only movie that he's in. Yeah. I, I think I'm due for an X-Men rewatch. Just, I, need, I just need to go back and rewatch all the X-Men movies. They're all then, on uh, Disney+. Plus. And then I just need to, like, yell about how Gold Balls wasn't cast in any of the X-Men movies. It's really. <laughs> I mean, I still think... Like a Adam McKay X Men movie, like mm-hmm. Gold Balls, yeah, origin story would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> would watch, would happily watch. <laughs> All right, my number five is Transformers from two thousand seven, the first one, uh, the Shia LaBeouf joint. Yeah. Uh, also sitting at a 2.9, an anxious struggle between two Cybertronian races, the heroic Autobots and the evil Decepticons, comes to Earth with a clue to the power held by a teenager. Uh, Star Shia LaBeouf, Megan Fox, Josh Duhamel. Um, it's a really good summer action movie. Uh, it's it's Michael Bay at his most Michael Bay. Like it is like quintessential when you think of all of the things that Michael Bay gets made fun of, of uh, for. It's, it's because of this movie. Um, I think Shia LaBeouf is really good in this. Megan Fox gets introduced to the world as one of the hottest people alive, so there's a little bit of value there. Um, big giant robots beat the hell out of each other. Like, it's what do you want out of a summer movie? Other than those three things, like a pretty charismatic lead, hot people, and giant robots beating the crap out of each other. What like It's a recipe for success as far as a summer movie is concerned. Yeah, I was never a huge fan of this movie. Uh I mean, Pacific Rim did the – that was yeah. the right way to do this movie. Um, but 
I mean, that's also Del Toro going up against Michael Bay, so it's yeah, not really yeah, fair. Yeah, they're, yeah they're very different <laughs> things, I think. Like, yes, there are two movies about giant robots beating each other up, but they're still, like, they're in different leagues, for yeah. sure. I was just never a big... I mean, this movie, like, Transformers, to me, just, like, when I think of the movie Transformers, I immediately think of the smell of Axe body spray. Like, that, that <laughs> I don't know why. That I just That's me don't. with anything <laughs> Zack Snyder, so I get it. Um, it's i like this one and i like bumblebee i don't like any of the other 68 transformers movies that they've made well you know how i feel about robots i've been pretty clear about how i feel about robots yeah listen we don't need to it's still a fresh wound i don't think we need to reopen it we i just got done reading all of the letters that we were sent about really uh, we got letters (laughs) yeah i've shielded them from you you're welcome uh but yeah i mean it's 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 a summer movie that's pretty fun. Like, uh, what's to hate? Yeah, uh, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's not good, but it's uh, like it. It's trying to be a action packed summer movie, and like that's what it is. And I don't, yeah. I have fun with it. Again, like, I don't think hardly any of the list the movies on my list are good. Not saying it's a good movie. Okay, but it succeeds at what it's trying to do. I think. Okay. Um, interesting. Okay, my number four is Fever Pitch, starring Drew Barrymore and uh, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot I, this movie existed. I love this movie. It's sitting at a 2.8 on Letterboxd. I mean, this is just fun. It's love and baseball, and of course I'm going to love this movie. Yeah. yeah. Are the characters really well-developed? No. no. But it's a romantic <laughs> comedy revolving around baseball. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. love it regardless. Uh, but yeah, I just think this is so good. Like me and me and my dad constantly quote the he's got the Buckner tape. He's got the Buckner tape when like <laughs> when he like breaks up with Drew Barrymore and he just watches the Buckner tape on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you combine this movie, like you had the plot of this movie and combine it with set it up and basically just made the two leads Zoe Deutsch and Glenn Powell. This is a very good movie, <laughs> and this is one of the best rom-coms of all time. Unfortunately, you had Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore, which means it's just not that great. Well, like they – so this is a remake of – there's an English version. So there's a book called okay. Fever Pitch, and it revolves around Arsenal's like season when they won the English Premier League. And then they made okay. a movie with Colin Firth, um, and I don't think the actress ever went on to do anything else. I don't know her name. Um, yeah. And then they just they just got this idea of, well, let's do this, but, you know, the Red Sox just won the World Series, so let's do that. And then they, like, started filming it, and they got, like, 90% through, and they're like, oh, we didn't develop the characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I like this one, too. I really yeah. like this movie. Like, I'll, I'll pop this on as just, like, a fun little, like, whatever. It's Sunday afternoon. I'm not doing much. I'll have something on. It's really good for that. But, yeah, this one uh, really does not benefit from it's having a, Jimmy Fallon in a lead role. <laughs> it is a bad movie, but yeah. I love watching it. I watch Fever Pitch, like, almost every year. Like, every, like, op- around opening day, I'll usually throw on Fever Pitch. Yeah, this is a this is a perfect, like... It's on TBS on a Sunday afternoon. I'm not doing much else. Why not put on Fever Pitch type, yeah. type movie? Uh, yeah, I'm not mad at it. Again, can you imagine just Zoe Deutsch and Glenn Powell in the two leads instead of Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon? It's a, instantly a whole other star, like a whole extra star on Letterboxd. How about Fever Pitch, but just the cast of Crazy Rich Asians? 
Ooh, yeah. See, much better. <laughs> Lots better movie. Just so what you're saying is, if you put a better cast into a movie, it'll be better. Listen, that- <laughs> I don't want my number four is Little Big League from 1994. Uh, set of 2.9. A young boy is bequeathed ownership of a professional baseball team. This one stars Luke Edwards and Timothy Busfield. I'm just going to say, this is one of the movies I was talking about on my list that is a good movie. Yeah, this is a good movie. It's one of the best baseball movies ever. And I knew you were going to put this on your list, so that's why I didn't put it on mine. I love it. It's one of my favorite <laughs> baseball movies of all time. Like, as a kid, there was no movie character I wanted to be more than Billy Haywood. It's, it's got the best line in, like, one of the funniest lines in any movie ever, and it's Richard quotes it all the time, and it's that baseball player who's like, Hey man, kids are smart these days. I went down and, and played some baseball in, in uh, Dominican Republic. They were all speaking Spanish fluently. And they're like, yeah, they speak Spanish in the Dominican Republic. It's like, yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, just that and like they're trying to solve that math problem. It's like I should know this. My uncle's a painter. But you idiot. Gosh, this movie—it's genuinely so good, man. Like this kid is handed ownership of a, his favorite baseball team and appoints himself the manager. Like, what? Else, what else do you want as a kid? If you're a kid that loves baseball, that's the dream, right yeah. there. Is oh, like I now own and manage the Texas Rangers. Is that what you're saying right now? Like, it's so good. This movie's hilarious and it's fun. Not enough people have seen this movie. Like, yeah. I went on Letterboxd to see, like, what my friends were saying about it, and it's kind of just me and you. Like, <laughs> I don't think anybody else has seen or is even or is really talking about this movie. Um, does it hold up? I can't say for sure because I can't watch it this does. without nostalgia goggles on, but also I will confidently say that, yes, it super holds up because this movie is perfect and it rules. If you don't think this movie is a good time, then I will fight you. I don't care. <laughs> I, I will go to bat for this movie for the rest of my life. I love it so much. This also, do you remember how terrifying they made King Griffey Jr. and Randy Johnson look? Yeah, in this movie? dude, they're so <laughs> menacing. Like, Randy Johnson's the scariest person alive in this movie. And then uh, Ken Griffey Jr. runs, makes a leaping catch at the wall, and then just like shoulder shrugs it, like after. <laughs> No one, yes, he's playing himself. No one has ever been cooler in a movie than Ken Griffey Jr. is in Little Big League. I don't know. Every single thing he does is smooth. I don't know. Bill Murray playing Bill Murray in Space Jam. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Shut up, dude. Whatever. But yeah, Little Big League freak. I don't even know if it's streaming anywhere, but you should own it on. uh, It should be in the criterion. If Armageddon is in the criterion, Little Big League needs to be in the criterion. Let's let's freaking start the campaign right now. Get Little Big League in the criterion collection. I will spearhead that. That'll become my. I'll quit my job. My new life's purpose is getting Little Big League in the criterion collection. That'd be so funny. Oh man. Um, Okay. Deserves it. (laughs) So my next three. Are move the only movies on my list that I think are good movies? They just have a bad letterbox rating. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is Accepted, um, with Jonah Hill oh, yeah. and um, Justin oh my, Long. Yeah, Justin Long, uh, sitting at a two point eight in letterbox. This movie is like I watched it the other day. It is hilarious. It is so funny. I mean, there yeah. it, it's such and it's such a good like. I figured like the stuck up critics would kind of get a kick out of it. Cause it's got some pretty good uh, satire in it about the public school system in America. But I guess that's, mm-hmm. it's just not enough for, you know, those hoity toity yeah. people on letterboxd. 
Um, but th- I mean, this is a great comedy. It is. It's probably like it's back. Remember back when like comedies were like actually a thing. Like every yeah. other month, we had like a, a, a maybe that's just a comedy, not like you know a comedy that's trying to be more than a comedy thing. Like yeah, Palm Grandpa, Springs. tell me more <laughs> about what comedies were like when you were a kid. Well, I mean, like we don't have them anymore. It's kind of <laughs> it's nuts. I feel sorry for the kids uh, these days. Um, but yeah, I mean, accepted <laughs> is so good, man. It's so funny. Yeah. I, I remember liking this. It's been a very long time since I've seen it, but I remember thinking this one was funny. It was, Is this so the Ask Me About My Wiener movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there are other funnier things in no, it. <laughs> no, sorry, dude. That's the one funny thing. That's the one goof. Is uh, Jonah Hill wearing a hot dog costume screaming, Ask Me About My Wiener. That's all I remember. That's all anyone remembers. Get over it. Dude. <laughs> he said... He said such a weird because they were like Justin Long's like why are you wearing that and he's like it's a tradition uh, whatever gosh when he's like Andrew Taft Andrew Taft wore this wiener costume <laughs> like, like, such like a random president <laughs> <laughs> so stupid yeah I remember thinking that one was funny it's been a long time all right uh, my number three is the lowest rated movie by far uh, on my list. This one's sitting at a 2.1 on Letterboxd. It's 1999's Wild Wild West. <laughs> nice. the, the two best special agents in the Wild West must save President Grant from the clutches of a diabolical, wheelchair-bound, steampunk-savvy Confederate scientist bent on revenge for losing the Civil War. This one stars Will Smith, Kevin Klein, and Kenneth Branagh. Um, this movie's so dumb. <laughs> like It's yeah. so stupid, but so fun. Like The whole movie's fun. If you go into this, like, hoping for realism or, like, if you're one of those people that's like, mm, that science isn't real, you're going to hate this movie because nothing about any of the science or physics or inventions that are in this movie <laughs> are, like, none of it is true or correct. Nothing yeah. is historically accurate at all. It's a so slapstick don't... version of Django Unchained. Yeah, it's like just don't don't go into this movie expecting any kind of realism. Go in expecting like Will Smith to be charming and like go in expecting to have a good time with this goofy, stupid movie. Um, Be excited that Kenneth Branagh is just gonna Kenneth Branagh all over the place because he's just his accent is so ridiculous. (laughs) It's just like everything you think about the weirdness that is Kenneth Branagh is his character in this movie it's just it's so dumb and it's so fun and it's an incredibly bad movie and i I have so much fun every time i watch it it is it is the definition of a good bad movie yeah i i would think this like what is missing from being a good movie is uh they got the wrong white guy to play beside will smith maybe i think they kind of like kevin klein in this yeah I, i just i think if you're gonna match someone Chemistry yeah. wise with Will Smith, you got to get someone better than that. Yeah, I mean he's he's nowhere near as charismatic as Will Smith. He definitely yeah. cannot match what Will Smith is doing in this movie. Um, but like, I don't, you don't... Like a, I don't think he's a detriment to this movie, but no, he's no, no, also no. not like enhancing a whole lot. No, he's definitely not enhancing anything. Uh, yeah, again, yeah. really, really bad movie. I understand everything that everyone says about why this movie sucks. I very much get it and probably agree with you. But if you can just like 
just go into it realizing like, oh, this is all just like exaggerated and over the top and none of it is true or even close to real or possible. Just let yourself have a good time. You're probably going to have a good time. I literally yeah. watched it like three days ago and had a blast. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay. My number two is Sahara uh, starring Ooh. Owen Wilson, uh, S- Steve Zahn. Is that his name? on i think yeah um uh rain wilson and uh who's the guy from shameless the lead guy in shameless the dad uh uh william h macy yeah and william h macy i don't know the actress's name um but this is like Wait, um, is this not this Ma- or the matthew mcconaughey movie that's what i said what did i say I don't think you mentioned Matthew McConaughey once. No, I think I said Owen Wilson because we talked about yeah. him earlier. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey, yeah, <laughs> wrong Texan. <laughs> I was, like, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? The, uh, what am I thinking of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew McConaughey. Uh, this is imagined uh, a mix of National Treasure and Indiana Jones, and then you put Matthew McConaughey just playing himself in the lead role, and yeah, they're I mean, searching for a lost Confederate ship. In the Sahara Desert in Africa. We've talked about this. <laughs> what episode did we talk about I, this I, I can't remember. Uh, I feel like maybe it was Dream Jobs. I think I yeah, talked treasure about hunting. Yeah, yeah. I said I wanted to be a treasure hunter on Dream Jobs, and you told me to watch this. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's on my watch list now. Yeah, so they're looking for a lost Confederate ship in the Sahara Desert. It's ridiculous. And Matthew McConaughey <laughs> and Steve Zahn just bounce off each other so well. It's so funny. It's at a 2.6, but I honestly think this is a 3.5 movie. I think this is, like, actually a good movie, and it's so fun. Um, it's, like, way more action-packed than National Treasure, but it's not as, like, trying trying to be a good movie like Indiana Jones is. It's, like, way oh, yeah. more – it knows what it's doing, and it's just – I mean, it's awesome. They're <laughs> it's just so fun. Yeah. Yeah, this is what I need to see. I think I'll really, really enjoy it. I just haven't seen this one yet. It's, th- I can't believe this movie is at a 2.6. Because I've never met anyone that's like, oh, I hate this movie. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Yeah. There's idiots right. out there. My number two <laughs> is one of the best sports movies of all time. And I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. It's one of the greatest sports movies of our time. It's from 1994. It's D2, The Mighty Ducks. Yeah. <laughs> it's at a 2.9 on Letterboxd, which is just a crime. It's an absolute crime. This movie should be at least a four. Um, after Gordon Bobbay's hockey comeback is cut short, he is named the coach of Team USA Hockey for the Junior Goodwill Games. Bombay reunites the Mighty Ducks and introduces a few new players. However, he finds himself distracted by his newfound fame and must regather if the Ducks are to defeat tournament favorites Iceland. Stars Emilio Estevez, Joshua Jackson, and uh, a bunch of other people that you've probably never heard of. Um, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. And yes, that's probably me speaking with nostalgia goggles on, but also it's not. Shut up. This movie super rules. It's it's funny. There are emotional moments. There's good character growth. The hockey is fun to watch. Emilio Estevez is believable as a hockey coach, which is kind of hard to get in a lot of sports movies. Um I love this movie so much. I've seen it probably 50 times and I'm nowhere near done. I'll watch it every year for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't want to put this on my list one because it's like, it's a 2.9 movie. It's a good movie. It's just a bunch of movie critics have don't give it the time of day. Cause it's a kid's movie from the night kids movie from the nineties. Mm-hmm. 
And also, I didn't want to associate my first ever crush with the word bad. Uh, yeah, Julie the Cat right. Gaffney. You know, I just didn't want her to, I didn't want to, you know, stain her name with, with putting yeah. her on a bad movies or guilty pleasure movies list. I was always more of a Connie guy. Okay. That's kind of the big fight there. Well, listen, no, no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. No, like we're, I'm not fighting here about Connie versus Julie, but I was very much a Connie Murrow kid. Okay. And that's just, that's how we differ. And I think that's okay. It's healthy in a friendship, you know? Okay. <laughs> Why do you look so disappointed right now? I'm not. I was just, I mean, like, I've, I'm so used to you making the wrong decisions that it's just. It's not wrong. <laughs> it's just different. <laughs> I do very much. Like, there's, it's inexcusable that Goldberg got playtime over. Jordan oh, yeah. Cat. It makes no sense. It's absolutely inexcusable. Like, the biggest mistake Gordon, but, like, Lee, it, it that's one single-handed or that one move single-handedly drops him down my fictional coach's rankings like he would be <laughs> so high if he had just started and played julie the cat over gold because goldberg sucks he's bad at everything yeah this also has the best um the best team jerseys of any movie and it's not yeah. the mighty ducks it's trinidad 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 and Tobago, dude best Those, movie jerseys yeah. i've ever seen in my life Absolutely. Strong agree. Like the Mighty Ducks jerseys are sick. The white ones that they wear in the last game. But those jerseys are so sick, but I cannot hold a candle to the Trinidad and Tobago jerseys. Tie dyed hockey jersey. I mean those are so sick. And they're playing they're like, like the steel drums on the sideline. Yeah, like, such a fun <laughs> crowd to which, like what, which is such I would a ridiculous. go to every if I was there at the junior Google games, I would be at every single Trinidad and Tobago that, game. That part of the movie is just so ridiculous because they're bidding Trinidad Tobago like eight to zero, and Trinidad <laughs> Tobago scores one goal, and they're acting like they tied up the game. Yeah, dude, they're having a good time. I love that part. I love that they're just like, heck yeah, let's celebrate the small victories. No one thought we'd win. They didn't. They did. They lost eight to one. That's fine, man. They're having a good time. I would love. To, I would be the biggest Trinidad Tobago fan if I was there. Uh, okay. All right. My number one, I think this movie is, I have this movie rated 4.5 in Letterboxd. It's a 2.9, Orange County, starring uh, Little Hanks, um, Tom Hanks' son. Yeah, uh, Colin. Colin Hanks. Yeah, I knew he had, I knew he had a, yeah, I knew he had a nerdy name. Uh, Colin Hanks. He has an incredibly problematic son and one that's just like, Chet, yeah, Chet Hanks. Yeah. yeah, but Colin Hanks, um, Jack Black is in this. Um, th- I mean, this movie is just so good. It's such a good, like, of the time kind of, like, making fun of, of high schoolers, like, in the early 2000s. I mean, it's perfect satire, like, Oscar-worthy satire in this movie. This is such a good movie. I don't understand why it's 2.9. Like, I, this is, like, one of the best movies I think I've ever seen. Um and I think it just gets so much crap because they're making fun of this kind of like stoner idiot culture in California. But like, you can't make fun of that culture and then not show it and then have everyone be like, "Oh yeah, but these characters are just so stupid." Yeah, it's the whole point of the movie. You freaking idiot! Go watch Casablanca for the fifth time this week, man. God. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't get it. This is a good movie. It's an excellent movie, and it just gets yeah. crapped on. It's been well over a decade. I don't have an opinion on this because it's been over a decade since I've seen it. I need to rewatch it. I don't remember disliking it at all. I just haven't seen it since I was it's much so, younger. It's so good. 
It's Colin I Hanks' best role, and it's probably he's probably never going to do. I can't, anything. I can't think of any other Colin Hanks role, so I believe you. And I just you think know it's, what? I'll just go ahead and agree with you, Colin <laughs> Tom Hanks. I don't know what kind of parent he was. Um, like he did really well with Colin, but you know Chet. Whew. But it's just so funny that he decided to name them Colin and Chet because Colin is like very much acts like a Colin, <laughs> and Chet Hanks. Definitely acts like someone named Chet. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I need to. I need to watch that one again. I, I don't remember really anything about it. Yeah, watch that and then go watch uh, White Boy Summer music video on YouTube by Chet oh, Hanks. Yeah, I can do it all in one day. Who cares? Let's <laughs> knock it out. All right. My number one is sitting at a two point seven on Letterboxd. This movie came out in twenty nineteen, the tail end of twenty nineteen. It's Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, wow. The surviving members of the Resistance face the First Order once again, and the legendary conflict between the Jedi and the Sith reaches its peak, bringing the Skywalker saga to its end. Stars Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Adam Driver, Oscar Isaac, and a whole bunch of others. Um, this movie is my number one completely out of spite. <laughs> like we, It's been well documented that uh, we here at the Rank Kings are... Annoyed and spiteful at the Star Wars community at large uh, for being big old babies about the sequel trilogy, and I'm not over it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not mad at people who don't like this movie. Like, I get it. M- most of your criticisms are valid. I'm not upset at people. Will you open your eyes? Quit looking like that at me. I, my eyes are open. I'm just <laughs> sitting farther away from the computer. <laughs> you just look like you just like we're uh, shaking your head and with your eyes closed. No, no. Um, you're like you're allowed to not like this movie, and I get it. I'm fine with that. Like narratively, a lot of it's messy. Yes, they clearly didn't have a plan going in. Fine with all that, but like the constant whining and the moaning and the freaking petitions about striking this from canon, it's so frustrating. And like, really wish Star Wars fans would grow up because that whole ordeal is just makes me really mad this movie visually it's stunning like i think this movie is absolutely beautiful to look at uh i think ray and kylo are really great i think the acting is super good and it's star wars which means i think that it's fun and it's good and i like it a lot um yeah it probably deserves to be closer to like number four on this list but sometimes you just got to make a statement you know yeah, I, I didn't include this on my list because the only reason it's under 3.0 is because Star Wars fans are freaking idiots, and I yeah. hate them. And, I've, I'm, and I say that as a Star Wars fan. Like, they're the worst. Like, seriously. It's like Philadelphia Phillies, like, any sport, <laughs> Yankees fans, and then Star Wars fans. Like, that, that's like the top three worst fans of all time. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, so it's just this was a spiteful pick. A lot of people are annoyed at me right now, but I just, you just got to speak your truth every now and then, you know. Yeah, just, I mean, this movie should not be under three three stars, no, but it is because not. fans are the worst. They're the worst. Yeah. yeah, it's under under three because of big old again. Like, you know what Star I Wars underst- fans remind me of? Trust fund kids. Oh yeah, they're like yeah, that makes sense. They're getting all this allowance, and then they go out into the real world, and like one thing's wrong, and they can't handle it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm again, really, like I'm fine with people not liking it, and I get why people don't like it, especially like the actual Star Wars fans who like really love Star. Wars. I get the frustrations with it, but just why so over? It's not nearly as bad as no. most people make it out to no. be. 
Um, I just I don't get the the constant complaining and as soon as nothing this petition nothing's ever going to be good enough so for those annoying. idiots. Yeah. So uh, all right, that uh, that's going to wrap up our bad movies list. Let's take a quick break and be right back with our special guest. And we are back with this week's special guest judge, first time guest judge here at the Rankings. <laughs> Uh, but old friend of ours from the Mad About Movie Discord, it's Meg Weber. What's up, dude? What's up, guys? How How's it you? going? Uh, doing pretty good. Just went apartment hunting, so fun times. Oh, heck oh, yeah. That? You find a good one? I think so. Yeah, I think so. There are two guys at this one, but they were, you know, the first thing they said was, oh, I'm sorry, it's such a mess. And then I look around at this clean apartment, so I'm like, good sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's uh, there are worse signs. So basically, uh, you're just living the entire plot of New Girl. You're just oh, gonna yes. move in. Pretty cool much. <laughs> That's a great example. Now that makes me want to move in there more. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm into this. Now you just have to turn it into a screenplay. <laughs> my life inspiration coming up. The rest of my life is coming. Uh, Meg, we wanted to have you on for this one because you have been uh, mm-hmm. anointed the queen of bad movies over on the what? Mad About Movies Discord. What are you talking about? I don't have a channel named after me or anything. <laughs> literally, there's literally a channel called Meg's Bad About or Meg's Mad About Bad Movies or something like that. Loving bad it's movies. All just yep. yeah. It's just like, hey, if this movie sucks, then let's talk about it here. Uh, how did that happen? Like, how did you get? How did you get appointed the queen of bad movies? Um. So when I was like in high school and everything, I was always the movie buff, and everyone was always trying to be cool and saying like, "Oh no, Twilight sucks." What are you talking about? I was like, "Just give in." There's so much joy in giving in to the badness of them, and once you do, and you recognize, no, it's not an Oscar winner, but am I here to have fun? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> it's just the best. <laughs> I don't I, know uh, for real. I'm also a big bad movie lover. I love a good stupid movie that's just supposed to be fun. So uh, I uh, I can sympathize. Ty, not so much. Ty's a big butthole about movies. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> you just have to forgo. You just have to like put the snob of like loving movies in a closet for a little bit and recognize how many stupid things are going on and just give yeah. into it. It's okay. I like I like about ten percent of bad mm-hmm. movies, and that might be a stretch. It might more. It might be like five percent. <laughs> <laughs> I can even go into something, say that it's stupid, and then I make myself watch it about eight more times until I like yeah, it. Yeah, you're you're a huge movie rewatcher. Like you I'm watch the same movie thirty six times in a week. And I'll never I really understand do. that. Some of these that are going to be on my list. Oh my god, I don't even want to know how many times I've seen it. It's become a recurring joke on the Mad About Movies Discord <laughs> that you keep asking people what movie you should watch, and then you ignore them to watch Knives Out again. So uh, it's. It's gotten bad. Yes. Honor the Armies. Come on. That's the argument. Yeah, listen, I get it. You're, <laughs> I, I get that one for sure. All right. Uh, Meg, you've listened to the show before. You kind of know what the deal is here. I, I'm going to list out our movies, um, our bad movie lists. Um, I've got them labeled list A and list B. They're anonymous for now. Hopefully you don't know whose list is whose. Um, <laughs> after I read these out, you, Ty and I are going to shut up for a few minutes. You've got a few yeah. minutes to kind of – uh, talk with yourself and uh, kind of deliberate uh, for the audience kind of what's going through your head, your initial reactions to our list. I know you showed up with kind of a list of, of bad movies that you love, so that would be a good oh, time yeah. to read those out, and we can talk about those a little bit. Ultimately, though, your only responsibility is you do have to pick a winner. Uh, oh, yeah. You can save any questions or criticisms 
for our <laughs> lists after after you've revealed who your winner is. I think as soon um, as I say my list, you guys are going to know who the winner is. <laughs> I, I, I made a guess. This episode, who your winner is? I, I, I made a guess um, during the discussion portion, and mm-hmm. I think I might be right, but yeah, yeah we'll we see. A, we have a pretty good hunch as to who your winner might be. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Ty and I, the, we, we kind of we came to you with the prompt that like just bad movies that you love. We, mm-hmm. we left it pretty general, but Ty and I always like to give ourselves extra rules. So our rules are that we had to pick movies that were rated less than three on Letterboxd. Mm. Yeah. So we, we like Letterboxd a lot more than Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes kind of sucks, and they're like legitimately great movies that are uh, rotten on there. We feel like mm-hmm. Letterboxd has a, a better idea of what's actually a good movie and what's a bad movie. So that's what we stuck with. Um, your list does not have to have those same criteria. We just – we're weird, and we like to have rules. Uh, yeah, I like sure. it. But uh, with you being the judge, you have a little bit more freedom, so – and for the most part, I think I did a Rotten Tomatoes amalgamation with Letterbox because some yeah, of them okay. are technically fresh, but they have a low rating on Letterbox. So. Yeah, I feel yeah. Like no problem there. Uh, all right. Without any further ado, unless you guys have any more questions, comments, or concerns, I'm going to get into these lists, starting with list A. <laughs> the honorable mentions are Freaks of Nature, Van Helsing, and Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. Number 10 is The Sitter. Number 9 is Fantastic Four, the one from 2005. Number 8 is Game Over Man. 7 is John Carter. 6 is Waterworld. Number 5 is X-Men Last Stand. 4 is Fever Pitch. 3 is Accepted. 2 is Sahara. And number 1 is Orange County. List B, the honorable mentions are Three Ninjas, Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, and Charlie's Angels, the one from 2019. Number 10 is Armageddon. Nine is The Day After Tomorrow. Eight is Spy Kids. Number seven is Hitch. Six is Thor. Five is Transformers. Number four is Little Big League. Number three is Wild Wild West. Two is D2, The Mighty Ducks. And finally, number one is Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Meg, you have the floor. All right. Do you want me to do my list first or talk about yours? Whatever, Whatever you want to do. Your it's your, it's your podcast. Yeah, it's your podcast for at least the next few minutes. Oh, good. Finally, my due has come. (laughs) All right, I'm going to talk about your list first, since it will give it away once I talk about mine. Um, List A, first of all, many a day were spent watching X-Men The Last Stand over and over (laughs) again when I was younger, so good on you for that one. And Fantastic Four, absolutely first crush on Chris Evans started back then. So good on you, not You didn't have a crush on Michael Chiklis? Uh, playing the thing <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> you looked like a piece of caramel corn <laughs> bite your tongue <laughs> you sure it wasn't fan four stick that you wanted there too oh. <laughs> yeah yeah good there no, and then no, freaks no miles of, teller allowed here at the rankings oh uh, freaks of nature is on my watch list i've been wanting to see that one because that's got my girl vanessa hudgens in it so that one my high school musical girl but um, many of that one I have not seen, list A. And then Accepted, also fantastic. My sister and I watched that one like every day for a summer growing up. <laughs> the best. All right, list B. Hitch, the greatest. Just the greatest. Watch that at least once a year. The best. Day After Tomorrow, also. I'm not joking. I'll watch that every day for a year growing up. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> wow, what a weird one to watch so many times. 
You watched three hundred. You watched Day After Tomorrow three hundred sixty-five times. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I try not to think about the irony of that one, but Jake Gyllenhaal. That's all I gotta say. So that Fair explains it. Point, yeah. Spy Kids also wanted to live that life. Uh, Transformers, you guys just saw on the What I'm Watching channel this weekend. So <laughs> okay, I, uh, I think I missed that one, but yeah. And then Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Mm. You want to know what my number one is? <laughs> <laughs> I have a good guess. Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I almost didn't put it there out of spite because I don't consider it to be a rotten or bad movie in any way. Yeah. It is um it's my love. And um let me let me just read you my list and then and then you guys can go ahead and tell me which one won. Um honorable mentions. We have The Legend of Tarzan with Alexander Skarsgard. Oh, wow. Beautiful. It's, I think I was the only movie. person that saw that movie, <laughs> possibly. And I saw it like four times in theaters. So. Um, other honorable mention, Passengers. Put that in the same category as London to Tarzan. It's just hot people being hot. So Wait, which one is Passengers? That's the one with uh, Chris uh, Chris Pratt. I had to think uh, of which Chris, Chris Pratt, it was. And Jennifer, and Jennifer, Jennifer. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> People hate that movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I have Tanner with me on this one, though, so she's the only one that stands up for me in the Discord on that one. Um, yes, beautiful. And then we have uh, other honorable mention, Shadow in the Cloud. That's a new movie that I'm obsessed with, and it's very polarizing, and it's got like a 2.5 on Letterboxd, so people do not like it. Oh, that's the one where it's, uh, like it's all on a plane, and there's like monsters on yes. the, in World War during World War Two. It's like a gremlin without giving too much away. It's like a yeah. nice, sweet eighty nine minutes or something like that. So it's beautiful. Sounds yeah. awful. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> I had Pavel watch it, and he was scared to report back. <laughs> he rated it five stars, so oh, not wow. great. Five stars. Wow. <laughs> Yes, five stars. I said it was, they were all in on their camp, and I'm packing up and moving to that camp. So. <laughs> all right. Then we've got number 10, the last song. Minus Anybody? I don't know. No. Uh, oh, come on, man. Nicholas Sparks. Oh, I really don't know that one. <laughs> I, I'm like the only person that doesn't put the notebook as the good one out of those two. It's, uh, it's the last song for me. Uh, I think Walk to Remember is the best one. That's isn't that Nicholas Sparks? Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah, it's all the same, basically the same story. Someone has cancer, and young kids fall in love, and someone dies. That old but, chestnut. Yes. All right. Then we have Gifted, number nine, with Chris Evans. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. Oh, Ty, that's like isn't that one like one of your favorite movies? Yeah, that's a really good. It's not it's one of my so favorite good. movies, but it was uh, in my top you're, three you're in one really of our high. movie. Yeah. In one of my movie years. I think yeah. I've got a five star or something like that. Uh, then we have Transformers. Hmm? Getting more obvious. Nice. nice. Then we yeah. have Charlie's Angels 2019. <laughs> yep, I knew it. That's the one I said that yeah. maybe was going to win the person's list, and I guessed right. Yep. yep. Then we have uh, Wonder Woman 1984, which surprisingly now oh, that's yeah. been a topsy turvy ride, roller coaster of a ride. Um, but that was technically considered negative nutty, so I've got that one on my list. Then Greatest Showman, another polarizing one. Oh, Oof. the worst, the worst movie <laughs> oh, ever made. Gosh, can movie. we just move on? I can't. 
we ty and i just had a fight about like i also do not like greatest Showman. it's a very bad movie but i like the soundtrack and that it's, was enough to start a fight between me and ty it's the worst movie ever made in my humble opinion it is the like out of There's every movie humble about ever made or say, the greatest showman is the worst guys it just made my heart feel warm <laughs> so good oh. <laughs> okay. I, I, I own the soundtrack, dude. I don't even care. It's so good. good we'll music. move on before movie, we start a fire music. here. Well, so so Hugh Jackman movies have been represented more than any other actors. <laughs> Man, what is up with the choices he makes, though, dude? Yeah. Good lord. He just okay. he's just so damn charming that he can make terrible movies, and people are like, still, yeah, but it's yeah. Hugh Jackman. You gotta have. I know. You still like look. Compare him to someone like I don't know who makes terrible choices. I don't know. He's the opposite of Nicholas Cage. He's Nicholas, Cage? Nicholas Cage. Yes. Yeah, so true. Oh man. Nicholas anyway. Cage will like every now and then make a really good movie, and then Hugh Jackman will every now and then be in a terrible, terrible movie. And people don't even consider Nicholas Cage anymore, even when he makes a good movie. There's like, yeah. no, he was done like 30 years ago. Okay. Uh, next is Letters to Juliet. Amanda Seyfried, my girl. I've uh, never heard of this one before. Oh, it just makes me think of the Check Yes Juliet song. Oh, that's a great Is song. Is that in the movie? Is it in no, the movie? No, but the oh, Taylor shit, I'm Swift, not watching. Taylor I'm not Swift song about like letters to Juliet or something. What's the Taylor Swift song? Uh, I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. I don't I like know. It says something about Romeo. I like, I like new Americana Taylor Swift. That's about it for me. <laughs> oh, I was with her all the way through, baby. Wait. Check yes, Juliet. No. God. Just no, that's, that's your song. You're just talking about. Idiot. Oh, my gosh. Is it, it's like story, love, story. love story. Yeah, it loves story. It's yeah. a love story. Okay, moving on. All right. Alita, number three. Oh, Alita Battle surprise. Angel. Bug My eyes. girl. I have cool. the manga. That... I've got like a Funko Pop if you're in everything. Just wake up How every morning. How big are the on that Funko Pop? Do they make them way bigger than normal? Uh, they look pretty much just like the manga. They're definitely bigger in the movie. That was good. I've... I've only ever walked out of three movies in my entire life, and Alita stop, was one of stop them. Stop it. Don't finish that sentence. You did not walk out on the girl. <laughs> I, 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 it was like, after the first 45 minutes, I was like, eh, I got better things to do. She slices a tear in half when she cries. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, that sounds stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't seen it. I think the only movie I can think of that Haters. I walked out of was the Peter Jackson King Kong, but that's just because I didn't expect it to be like eight hours long. Yeah, that one was. I did not like that movie. Says the guy whose favorite movies are the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movies oh, that yeah, are all eight hours because long. Because they're the greatest movies of all time. I was, a, I was like a kid when the movie came out, I think. So, like, I was definitely not a movie person when I went to see that. It was just like, a, I don't know, this is playing. Let's go see it. And then we left. I just remember cannibals what showing up, and I really didn't sign up for cannibals in my King Kong movie. So that was it. Literally, was just like, how much more time is left? No, we can. We should go do other things. Hey, I recently watched the 1933 King Kong, mm-hmm. and Peter Jackson one's way better, and like I'm sure way it is less problematic. <laughs> <laughs> like no, way less problematic. That does not surprise me at all. Yeah. All right, number two. Twilight Saga. I'm cheating. I'm putting the entire Twilight Saga number two. Yeah, you're allowed. That's fine. No one's going to fight with you about the, <laughs> about the Twilight Saga. And number one, you already know, Rise of Skywalker. So, which which list one, guys? Yeah, you're yeah, picking list B, aren't you? That would be your boy. Uh, I will <laughs> gladly take this victory. I'm the yes. only list B. Take the W. 
Yeah, I knew. Once he said Charlie's Angels 2019, I'm like, yeah, you just won because Meg went on like a three day rant when that movie came out about how it's like the greatest movie of all time. Dude, I was with her on that rant. Her and I were so fighting great. side by side against all the buttholes in the in the Mad About Movies Discord. That movie's so fun. And Chris it is so great fun. In it. Oh god, Case Two Crew. Yeah. Reddit Gang and Case Two Crew. Yeah, Meg and I are the uh, maybe the two only members of the Kesu crew uh, over on the I think Discord, I think we've got one I'm other person. I think maybe Juice possibly, but we don't have a lot of a lot of people joining with us. Not a lot of support for that one and mm-hmm. listen, I get it, but she's very fun. She became a good actor when she dyed her hair blonde. I think that has a lot to do. I, I think it ha- I, I like I think there's a direct correlation to her That's dyeing her hair blonde and then and then people realizing she's a good actor. She's always been good, dude. That role just wasn't, you know, very meaty. She she did the role exactly like the books play her for Bella. <laughs> yeah. Totally just unfortunate that she copied uh, uh, the same thing from the book because the books aren't that great. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> definitely not. She's not a great writer. That's Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I Listen, I'll gladly take this victory. I've earned it. I fought hard for it. Uh, and, and I'm glad to be here. Uh, Meg, did you have any? Did you have any issues with either of our lists? Like any movies that stuck out that you're just like, ooh, you like that one? Um, Thor is not the highest for me. I do love it yeah. still because it's Marvel, but but it's definitely yeah. if I rewatch that's, that one, it's like every four years. <laughs> that's kind of how I justified that one. Is like when you compare it to the rest of the MCU, mm-hmm. no, it's not good. But when you compare it to all other movies, it's still a pretty right. good movie. Yeah, it's still pretty good. I still have fun with it when I watch it. Um. Otherwise, not really. A pretty great list. I can't really speak to the ones I haven't seen on list A, but I, I've have heard you that not, I have. Huh? Have, have you not seen Sahara? No, I haven't seen Sahara. Meg. I haven't seen Orange County. I haven't seen Fever Pitch, Waterworld, John Carter. Oh, my Fever. gosh. If you, if you love <laughs> bad movies, how have you not seen Waterworld? You have Water to watch Waterworld. It's on movies. Netflix, too. Gosh, I believe. Sucks. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and you've got to watch... Like, look, I'll just pitch this to you to watch Sahara. It's a combination of National Treasure mixed with Indiana Jones, and it's Matthew McConaughey searching for a lost Confederate ship in the Sahara Desert. There's a long stretch of, like, 15 (laughs) years of McConaughey where you could just put every one of his movies on that list, I should have done that. I should have just put all the McConaughey (laughs) movies. (laughs) (laughs) Failure to launch, Girls of Girlfriends Pass, or Girls of Boyfriends Pass, or whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Ghost of Girlfriends Pass. That's what it is. Fool's Gold. Girls of Boyfriends Pass. I couldn't remember what it was. (laughs) Girls of Boyfriends Pass. Well, like, wouldn't it be... Like, wouldn't it be it's girls from his past? So shouldn't it be girls from his past? The boyfriend's past? Right? He's not connected for me. too much about this, bud. Oh, Meg, I need to pitch you on Waterworld. It's, it's bad. Man, you guys um, keep a... missing the pun for fever pitch. I keep waiting for it. <laughs> Go ahead. Pitch me on Waterworld. Because you keep what's saying I'm going to pitch you on a movie and then you don't uh, talk uh, about Fever Pitch. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Fever Pitch is, it's, I just love that movie because it's baseball, but it's not a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Um, you're a Mad Max person, right? Oh my God. Yes. So imagine Mad Max, but instead of on sand, it's all water. Like the whole world is covered in water. Aquaman. But also bad. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's what like, Waterworld is. 
I think we're going to put bad, Aquaman bad. on my list. Thinking of that now, Aquaman's <laughs> considered rotten, isn't it? Uh, I deservedly so. Yeah, I think well, it's above a three point oh. It is on five Firebox. stars, baby. <laughs> End call. I'm not. I'm not a big Aquaman hater, but just like, it, what's the point here, man? Like, it's still, it. unfortunately, the best movie in the DC. Extended Wonder universe. Woman. Are you kidding me? I'm oh yeah. Sorry. Now. I always. I always forget about Wonder Woman because I. I, I just it's immediately so good, think it of WW eighty four. For me, it goes, it goes Wonder Woman, and then Shazam, and then I think probably Aquaman. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Shazam, too, so maybe Aquaman's three. All right, maybe, I'll make you guys I, a deal. I'll make you I guys a deal. I might put the side cut over Aquaman. I'll watch a movie for each of you, so which one do I watch for unwatched movies? Oh, watch dude, you got to... Danny, you, you got to give her Waterworld from my list, and then I'll give her Waterworld. I Listen, I have a hard time telling anybody to watch Waterworld because that movie is garbage. Yeah, but look, we're talking to the queen of bad movies. This is a free pass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I kind of want to just say Little Big League, but I'm afraid that you would say something bad about it, and I don't want to do that to myself. <laughs> if I don't like it, I'll keep it to myself. Ooh, have you seen Wild Wild West, Meg? Nope. You've not? Nope. Oh, yeah. I kind of want you to see Wild Wild West. Yeah. All right. It's a, it's so stupid. Like everything about the movie is so stupid and over. Is the that top. the one with Will Smith? Yeah, yeah. but if oh, you find sold. Will Smith charming or funny, then you might dig it. Just go. Oh, I am sold. Stupid. I love Collateral Beauty again. Another one that no one watched. So <laughs> we're good. Yeah, I, think, I think I'm gonna go off of the one because I don't want. Also, Waterworld is like <laughs> six hours long. So oh my gosh! What? I'm gonna suggest Waterworld. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's so long, dude. <laughs> he can't. He can't handle me not watching it though. It's gotta it's happen. It's so good. It, it, it's a good summer movie too. All right, so I'll do. It. I mean, but Sahara. also it is. A summer but like, movie. also watch Sahara because I I honestly think you'd give Sahara <laughs> above like four stars or above. I legitimately think that based on is that your... Kevin Costner? What the? Yeah. Oh yeah, heck yeah, it's Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Kevin Costner directed list. it too. Oh gosh. <laughs> gosh, that movie's so bad, man. It's. It's so bad, and I McConaughey. love it. McConaughey. Oh, man, I want to watch Sahara more. Good. It's McConaughey. You can watch, hey, you can watch both. You've just, got time. Just don't rewatch like, two movies <laughs> this week, and you can... Yeah, skip one of your weekly Knives Out viewings. And <laughs> okay, but how them. many new movies do I watch during the week? I go through so many new movies during the week. I'm tired at the... <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so you have to recharge. I get it. Like, that I'm telling you... I guarantee you will give Wild Wild West and Sahara four stars or above based on all the movies <laughs> maybe, you reviewed. Maybe not. Wild Wild West is kind of hit or miss for some people. So I think, it, I could, think... it could take me a rewatch too, though, because sometimes I start lower. <laughs> That's true. Um, Waterworld is iffy. <laughs> we'll see right. what you think about Waterworld. <laughs> You're not gonna like it, dude. It's so bad. I mean, I, I gave. <laughs> I gave Waterworld <laughs> one and a half stars because yeah. that's how bad the movie is. But uh. like. If Waterworld 2 came out tomorrow, I would be first in line at midnight to go see it. <laughs> yeah, you hypocrite. Just put more stars on there if you love it's it. It's not a no, good movie. No, I just love how ridiculous it, it is. It does not deserve more stars than one and a half. It's so bad. 
I'm shameless on my bad movies. I'll give five stars left and right. Yeah, That's yeah, we I... know you gave Aquaman five stars. Yes, because it like, is. One and a half stars, that is like when you combine how good it is versus how much you like it. <laughs> even if it's like a four-star movie for you, it's a straight-up one star. It's, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll, re- we'll report back. It might take me like eight weeks to watch it. Oh, <laughs> come on. It's on Netflix. <laughs> Water I'll get here. I'll just start it. Kings, I'll start it on Netflix, and I'll watch like five minutes every day. So, <laughs> I'll take you like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even then, it's gosh, it's maybe long. not even three weeks. Maybe <laughs> like three months. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Meg. Do you have any other uh, questions, comments, concerns before we get the heck out of here? No, oh, man. I had a blast. Thanks for having me on. You're yeah, great. thank you so, so we, much for we've, being on. We've established that Meg is the queen of bad movies and uh-huh. Hugh Jackman is the king of bad movies. Just just yeah. for the record for your listeners, I also like good movies. So. No, that's Sorry, a lie. Like I don't believe you. Really you. <laughs> it's honestly selfish of you to try to claim both. So <laughs> you're going to have to stick with one. You only get bad movies. I, re- I, I remember your, your one-star review of Parasite when it came out. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is so great. Sorry, I'm This is so stupid. I didn't. I didn't understand any any of it. It wasn't even in English. I was like, wow, man, calm down. They kept throwing peaches at each other. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, let's get out of here. Thank you for listening to the rankings. I want to thank our special guest, Judge Meg Weber. Uh, find her on Letterboxd. See all of her just absolutely buckwild rankings that she gives to terrible <laughs> movies. Uh, you need to experience that for yourself. She's at Meg Weber on, uh, on Letterboxd. So. Make sure you're checking her out there. Please rate and review us wherever you're listening to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RankingsPod. We will be back with a new episode next week. Until then, it's called a lance. Hello. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.